You're listening to What's New with Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far-off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. This podcast is supported by Tools and Weapons, the podcast hosted by Microsoft Vice Chair and President Brad Smith. Each episode features insight you won't find anywhere else from the center of the conversation surrounding emerging technologies like AI. Right now on the podcast, you can hear a special episode where Brad Smith lays out Microsoft's vision for a vibrant marketplace driving the new AI economy. To hear more, follow or subscribe to Tools and Weapons with Brad Smith wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Westworld isn't great science fiction, but it's great television by John P. Johnson. The new HBO show Westworld is based on the 1973 feature film of the same name. The movie, which was written and directed by Michael Crichton, explores the idea of a high-tech theme park that goes haywire, an idea Crichton later recycled in his much more famous Jurassic Park. The original Westworld has many fans, but film critic Teresa DeLucci says the new series is a major improvement in terms of quality. It's an HBO show, DeLucci says in episode 223 of the Geek's Guide to the Galaxy podcast. This definitely has that HBO pedigree of cast and acting and music and visuals. Science fiction author Rajan Khanna likes how the show draws inspiration from open-world video games like Red Dead Redemption. I'm a video game player, and I've played tons of Skyrim and Grand Theft Auto, he says, and I loved that they picked up on what the modern technology is. Science fiction editor John Joseph Adams also enjoyed the show, but felt that the world-building was weak. He says that the show never paints a convincing picture of a working theme park, and that the human visitors don't seem to be a believable product of a futuristic world that exists outside of the park. It's kind of using the furniture of science fiction to tell this interesting story, and what it's doing, it's doing pretty well, he says. But as a piece of serious science fiction, it doesn't really work. He hopes that future episodes will explore the show's premise with more rigor, but he's apprehensive. Westworld reminds him of Battlestar Galactica and Lost, two shows that also began with promising science fictional premises, but ultimately descended into mysticism and absurdity. Here are some highlights from our recent interview with Teresa DeLucci, Rajan Khanna, and John Joseph Adams in episode 223 of Geek's Guide to the Galaxy. Teresa DeLucci on Westworld and Video Games 
I call this the rich inner lives of NPCs. I've played so many Rockstar games, and I remember what a big deal it was in the press when the Grand Theft Auto San Andreas AI was updated to make all the non-playable characters more lifelike. You know, the traffic patterns changed based on the time of day. Little pixel Californians jogged, ate burgers, talked to each other. So that's kind of like what we see with Dolores and the other androids. They're on these loops going about their day, and the human players, the human park visitors, are there to mess up their storylines and get involved in ways that they see fit. I thought that was really, really interesting. Rajan Khanna on the logistics of Westworld. What's interesting to me is that all of this is happening at the same time, and the timing is very unclear about how this stuff loops. Because let's say I'm in Westworld, and John's in Westworld, and I'm going to be sadistic and just start shooting people up, but he's there to actually go on an adventure, and he wants to talk to the old prospector, or he wants to talk to somebody who's going to send him on an adventure, and I just go ahead and shoot that dude in the head. Isn't that interfering with his experience? I know that the park is catering towards everybody, but you'd think that they would have some rules in place so that one guy doesn't ruin everything for everybody else. John Joseph Adams on Naked Robots In the storage facility where they had the non-functioning robots, okay, that made sense to me that they would store them nude in there because they're robots and they're powered down. There's no reason to have them all dressed up, and they probably need those outfits to put on some other robot. But when they were working on them and they were talking to them, like a bunch of the conversations with Dolores, she's sitting there naked. That seemed a little bit weird to me. It was almost like, hey guys, this is HBO, we have to have a bunch of nudity. David Barr Curtley on AI in Movies I saw a comment years ago that I think is really true, where it said that science fiction movies in particular can only see robots in one of two ways, either they're killer monsters or they're an oppressed minority, and that's kind of the case here. Obviously, if the robots are sentient, then the ethics is all overdetermined. Obviously, then they're victims, and everyone who's doing bad things to them is horrible, and it's very black and white and simple how we feel about this. Whereas if the robots aren't sentient, or at least if we have no good reason to think that they are, then how people treat things that look human but aren't sentient, I think, is a much more interesting question. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more— and they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.